Brant. Good evening, my friend. How are you? Fantastic, Dave. Uh, you look a little cold in that garage, man. It is freezing out <laughs> here. It is. We're recording this on Wednesday, December 29th, and I wouldn't have it any other way. We have got a huge one coming up on Friday, New Year's Eve, Michigan playing Georgia, college football playoff, semifinal. Also, prior to, and I love, by the way, Brant, that we've got the night slot. I don't know how you feel about that uh, between the two games, but Alabama plays Cincinnati ahead of time. I'm just stoked that we have the the night slot, in all honesty, because it allows me to hang out with the kids, enjoy the Alabama game, watch them do their thing against Cincinnati. Hopefully, maybe Cincinnati pulls out a miracle and then uh, get the kids down to sleep just in time for Michigan to, to kick off against Georgia. Overall, man, give me your pulse on this game. How are you feeling right now? You're very passionate last episode. How are you feeling right now? I'm pumped, Dave. I'm ready for this moment. Um, Michigan, after after they lost to Michigan State, I told you specifically that day, you know, it's okay. It's all good, man. Like, everything is in front of us. And I had this feeling that this team was going to make a run. I didn't, I didn't think at that time we'd beat Ohio State at that time, but it felt different. And it felt different because that team fought and this team has a different type of character in it. It's got different DNA. And when I'm talking about DNA, I mean, I'm talking about the players that are the leaders of this team. They make up that DNA. They make these, they are carrying the the team to victories. Basically the Hutchinson's, the McNamara's, the Haskins, all of the offensive line. They're just made of a different DNA. Um, So I'm just so pumped to see what these guys can do. Once again, Dave, the underdog, right? Nobody's really expecting them to do much, but this team has that championship DNA, man. Man, I, I, I feel that on so many levels, and I am just so ready seeing the guys down there, you know, warming up in Miami, taking their reps before the Orange Bowl. It has me very, very excited in this whole episode, Brand and our, our listeners, I want to make sure that you all know we are going to be taking our keys to victory, meaning like what's it going to take for Michigan to win this football game? Whether you think they're going to win the football game or not, what are those keys? And they don't have to hit on every single one, but what are those key elements that this Michigan football team is going to have to do? Because the reality is, is that, yeah, Georgia, the last memory – that everybody in the country has of Georgia is spitting a bit, spitting the bit against Alabama. However, up until that game in the SEC championship for 12 weeks, they were the best football team in the country. Number one overall, it was really no questions that defense has gotten a lot of love all year and, and rightfully so. And it's been all Georgia football all year till literally right now. And and in the final rankings, Alabama jumped to number one, as you know, and I know, and everybody knows. Um, So this is not a sure. It may be two versus three and Michigan may be number two, uh, but, but Michigan's also quite a big underdog in this game. And I like it that way. I don't know how you feel about that. You like being the underdog, huh? I'm fine with it. I bring it on. I mean, this team has done nothing but overcome adversity all year, I feel like. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, bring on the uh, underdog mentality, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, Brant, bring me through. Let, let's alternate a little bit. Just just some thoughts off the top of your head. What does this Michigan football team need to do to, to, to win the game? 
Uh, and then, you know, after we get through these, I want to really wrap up this episode and, and just hear, man, I, cause I'll tell you what, last episode, man, you had me fired up. You were like, let's go, go blue. Like, I don't, we're punching everybody in the mouth. Let's do it. Let's win this game. So we're going to wrap up at that point. I'm going to give you six 30 to 60 seconds uninterrupted to give me your final takes on this game. But Brant, take number one, what does Michigan football need to do to win this game? Dave. They've done it all year. Be who you are. Know your identity. What is their identity on offense, Dave? Run the football and make Run you the tired. Football. <laughs> run the football. And Dave, I've heard people say to their own fault, they kind of run the football. And so run the football. Be who you are. You know, obviously Gaddis and Harbaugh have worked up where you can work in the pass and, and they do fine with it. Nope. Nobody's saying that Michigan can't pass the ball. I mean, <clears throat> we know that they can. So I, I firmly believe that you have to stick with the run. You cannot abandon it. Say you get down six, say you get down 10, you get down 13. You still have to run the ball because that's who you are. That's who your identity, excuse me, that's who your identity is. And I want to see that happen. And Dave, you know what that does? That brings those backers in, that brings that safety into the box and now you can hit them where it really hurts. And I think you might see more explosive plays from Michigan. I mean, they lead the country and plays over 50 yards, right? So you may see Michigan with some very explosive plays in this game if you continue to pound the rock. But, Brant, what is a guy like let, – let's take Hassan Haskins, for example, who he's your between-the-tackles runner that is your ground-and-pound, the identity, really, of Michigan football's offense – in my opinion, sort of the unsung hero of this team, especially on the offensive side of the ball, Georgia is going to be patient. They're going to be physical. They are going to want to close those gaps up on a guy like Hassan Haskins. So you say run the football because what I've heard, and we talked about it last week on the episode, you listen to Georgia Bulldog football podcast everywhere, and they are begging literally begging Michigan to try to run the football on this defense because although this is Michigan's strength, the Georgia run defense, that's their strength. So what do you say to people two days out of this game? Say, okay, so you're saying don't don't get caught in that game where you've got to throw the football, like where you've got to make a big play like that, like stick to your identity. So – what do you do? Like those first couple of drives, let's say you come out, you run the football, you end up and it's, you know, fourth and four, then it's fourth and three. You're punting the football back to back drives. You still want them to stick to the running game. Absolutely. Find a different gap is what I would say. Find a way to run the football, find a way to be who you are. And Dave, I know this is going to sound weird because it's going to be an NBA reference. But do you remember when the Pistons took on the Lakers in the 04 final and everybody said, can't stop Shaq? You won't stop Shaq. You won't stop him. But we had the most determined basketball player possibly that year in Ben Wallace. And what did he do, Dave? He oh. shut him right down. Yep. I mean, that's what we're that's all we're hearing is how big of a monster uh Davis is. Well, we got a monster on our own. And I'm telling you right now, Hassan Haskins ain't scared of nobody. I mean, that is you talk about dogs on the Georgia Bulldogs. That's our dog. Like he's going to get yards. He will fight and scrap for every single yard that is available to him. So 
I think yeah. you just find a different gap, Dave. Just find a different gap to run through and you make it work. Um, maybe some, you know, end around stuff or I don't know. They're pretty fast as far as linebackers go. But I mean, you have some of that motion stuff come in and you kind of have their eyes, you know, distracted. Uh, and then you hit them where it hurts. So I think you still have to continue to run, Dave. I don't care about back-to-back punts. I really don't. You still run the ball. Okay. And, and to, to lead off of that point, Brian, one of my keys is Andrew Vistardis at the center position is going to have his hands full with Jordan Davis. You mentioned Jordan Davis. He's a big, big guy, 6'6 or 6'7, 340. Like he's a, he's a problem. And to the point where, I mean, he was a top 10 Heisman finalist and not because of his statistics, but because of just his presence, he's the identity of that Georgia defense. And so one of my keys to victory has got to be Andrew Vistardis is he's not going to stop by the way. Like he, if you're expecting him to just step up and stop Jordan Davis on his own and that, and that defensive front, it's not going to happen. Yeah. It might happen on a couple of plays, but you're going to need those guards to step up as well. You're going to need multiple hands on Jordan Davis and everybody. I mean, honestly, you're going to need to see out of this offensive line, you're going to need to see a performance like you saw against Ohio State. Now, Georgia's defense is better than Ohio State's defense. I recognize that. But the one thing that we all can remember about Michigan's offensive line in that game, they never flinched. And I remember saying that after that game was like, man, you kept waiting until like Ohio State was just bringing the heat. They were they were coming to destroy Cade or blow up things in the backfield, and they just never did. It was like that unit was so critical, and they're going to be more critical than ever in this game against Georgia. And I think Andrew Vistardis, he's experienced. He's had a heck of a year, and I really think that his number is going to be called, and people are going to be looking at that matchup because the one thing that you're going to see that, you know, He's he's faced a lot of good defenses. The one thing he hasn't faced is a six foot six or six foot seven, three hundred forty pounder. And yeah, and 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 that's (laughs) hold on, and that that is going to cause him to. He's got to be able, like he's the center, he's the focal point, right, of that O line. Like he's got to be able to see what's happening behind that uh, that defensive line, and and I think that. There's got to be good communication on that offensive line. There's got to be toughness. There's got to be grittiness. Uh, but Andrew, Andrew Vasardis is, an, is a name that you're not going to want to forget. Brant, what were you going to say? I, I just – he saw in a, a first-round pick or a second-round pick in Haskell Garrett, right? I mean, Haskell Garrett is a very good nose tackle that is going to play in the NFL for a long time. And, I mean, he runs 6'2", 6'3", 300 bills himself. So it's not like he's going to be in awe of this. And not to mention, Iowa brings big boys every single time on the defensive line too. So let's not just act like he's going to be like, oh my gosh. It's not like a Cincinnati offensive line having to go against them. That's seen a much smaller type of competition. So I don't think that will be as big of a deal as some people might make it. Yeah, I I agree. By the way, I'm just, I'm my, my take on that is like they're, Let's not forget, as as we tend to, like, build up this Michigan team and what they can do and what the possibilities are, let's not forget, like, who Georgia is. Like, they are are no scrubs. They were number one in the country for a reason for a very, very long time. So 
Um, but, I, but I think, yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with that. I think you're going to have to win in the trenches um, really on, on both sides of the, on both sides of the ball. So Brant, another, another key to the victory for me anyway, is that our defense flip flipping sides of the ball here, our defense has got to be good on first and second down. And I think that one of the, if you look at, especially when Stetson Bennett is under center for Georgia, if you can get this team to third and five, they do not convert very well. As do a, a lot of co- like college football teams and football teams in general, like third and five and beyond, it's not easy to convert. However, Georgia's numbers are really not good. Like they're middle of the pack of in all of college football. And so if this defense, right, because you're not, I mean, they may have George Pickens back. You're going to have Brock Bowers, who I'll talk about in a second, who's a, who's a very, very good player, who Michigan's going to have to plan for. But if they can limit this Georgia run offense and get them to a second and eight, a third and five, I am very confident that we can stop them. I, I really am. Now, what you can't do is you can't let that Georgia rush offense get second and five, first and ten, and just start to wear you down. You can't have that. You've got to be strong on first down and on second down and give them some tough third down looks because they have not been good there all year. Um, especially with Stetson Bennett. So that's another key to the victory for me. Okay, Dave, I, I hear you. The one thing that scares me about a third and five situation, a third and six situation is the scramble ability of Stetson Bennett. That that does worry me against Ross because um, I'm assuming, well, you know, the Dax Hill situation, whatever. But I, I really think you're going to see Colson, maybe a lot more of this game, probably spying a bit on Bennett. And I think that's a good thing, but I think Ross is up, up near the line, stop and run all game long. I don't know if we'll see him on third down as much. Um, I don't expect Georgia to run on third and five or third and six. I do expect Stetson Bennett to scramble and try to get first downs that way. And that's not something that we have been perfect at this year. Um, However, I do think that, if Junior Colson is out there, it serves us a lot better, Dave. Well, point. yeah, and, and I think that one, one of my other keys to victory is just a, a, a strong laser focus on Brock Bowers. The Georgia offense does not scare me. There are not wide receivers that scare me, like Ohio State, where you were talking about a Chris Olave, where you were talking about Smith Najigba, talking about Garrett Wilson. Like, there aren't wide receivers that scare me. And I'm not saying they're not talented. I mean – do your, do your homework on Georgia football. They've got all four and five-star guys. They're good players. But I'm not worried about their wide receiver court, even with a somewhat healthy George Pickens coming back. Brock Bowers, he's a problem. And he's a true freshman, one of the best tight ends in the country, and could be, could be something that I think if Michigan plans for, they just got to keep him contained. I, I Brock Bowers is likely not going to, he's not going to give you, he's not like George Kittle or like Travis Kelsey, but like he, he could be a focal point of like those 
sort of those key situations where you need a stop on third and five, you need a stop on third and seven. And, and they like that play to, to, to Brock Bowers. And, you know, you mentioned, you mentioned Dak, Dax Hill, Brant. We don't know the, as of right now today, we don't, we do not know the status of him. He's going to be critically important and, and thankful to, to Michigan and the way they, they run their team they're, they are deep, right? Like you've got RJ Moten. Um, you, I, I just, I think that Dax Rob is, Moore was probably going to play. Rob, anyway. Rob Moore is going to be the guy. Like yeah. he, he would be the guy that would have to, to step up. It'd be between Rob Moore and RJ Moten. Right. But Dax Hill, you, you're going to need, if he's there, you're going to need him. And, and I feel brand, if he's there, which I hope to God he is, if he's there, I, I, I think that that's your guy right there. You just, you shut that down. You shut it down um, because he, he's, he's a focal point of that offense. And there aren't too many guys outside of Brock Bowers that really give me cause for, cause for concern anyway from that Georgia offense. You, yeah, I, I, I don't think, I don't think anybody on the outside besides Pickens really gives you a, a big threat. And, and you, you can see in their stats, uh, they're all below like 500 yards receiving outside of Bowers. So I think it's Bowers or bust for them, but let's not forget about their backs either, Dave. So backs out of the backfield is going to be a situation and something that we need to be prepared for uh, defensively. And that's where you talk about Hill Green and you talk about Colson playing a little more. And if you can get Ross off the field, on third down, even second and long, I think that any sort of passing situations where you don't have to have Ross on the field, it serves you better. And, and this is the type of game where inches will matter. Those substitutions will matter. I don't see Georgia going hurry up. If Georgia goes hurry up, things are going to get thrown off for Michigan and it, it might get messy for us. It's something that we've watched all year, Dave. We don't handle well. That's what and Michigan that's State did. And look what happened. And I think that that was a lesson that Michigan had learned, but I've seen it since Dave, and I'm not impressed by, I wouldn't say it's fixed by any means. Sure. So, so give me another, what, what's another, I'm giving some of my keys to victory. What, what's another one that you've got there dialed up for me. So defensively, I think we can learn something from Michigan state playing defense, honestly, is the bend but don't break method. I, you talked about how Georgia can get some yardage and do some things like that, but I don't think they have a real explosive playmaker that is going to just burn you and, and, and on a, like a fade route and Bennett's going to hit them on that. So keep everything in front of you. I, I don't think that they can go deep on you necessarily. So they can gain some yards, but hold to field goals. And Dave, I don't know if you know this or not, but Georgia doesn't have a special kicker. They sure as hell don't have a Jake Moody. That's for sure. Um, Bram, losing you here for, for just a second. I, um, I'm, I'm going to take over here for, for just a minute. So one of the All right, we apologize, or we've we've got some tech issues going on here, so I apologize for the uh, the broken audio clips here. But Brant, you were I think we're back on and live now. Brant, you were just talking about the bend but don't break attitude for that defense. Elaborate on that just a little bit more from what you were saying. 
Yeah, I just think that if you keep everything in front of you, you have a better chance uh, of the missed field goal or uh, potentially a turnover with as many plays as they might be running. Um, you just don't want to get beat deep. And I, I don't think you need to give Georgia a reason um, to go explosive on you. So I think with the, the limited athletes that they might have on their offense, just keep things in front of you. Make them earn it. Well, I think that one of the huge – this is going to be a game of field position. And I, I think that field position is going to be huge because Georgia's defense is their identity and Michigan's defense is, I mean, outside of their offense is their running identity. Like their defense is stout. Like that's, that's what got us here to this point. And so I think that a couple of key players and key factors are going to be Brad Robbins and Jake Moody, who you mentioned earlier, Brant. I think that you cannot go into this game expecting to put up 31 34 40 points like it's not going to be that kind of game I mean maybe I'm wrong maybe you know I I've heard some different takes on like Michigan it was like you know Georgia was somehow exposed against Alabama and Michigan should be able to drop 40 points like I don't believe that personally so I think that's going to be a game of field position you're going to have to be okay with punting the football Brad Robbins has got a he's got to punt it deep. I don't I do not have a ton of confidence in Georgia's offense. I mean, maybe they'll prove me wrong. I've got a lot of confidence in our defense. I think that this will be a game of inches, inches and a game of yards. And I think that if you can, you know, if you're getting stuck at three and out if you're Michigan and you are punting from your own 25 and getting it to their, let's say, 35-yard line, not good enough. But if you can get the ball to the 40, and let's say you don't convert on a third down, that's okay. Don't beat yourself up over it. Punt the football, get it to their 10-yard line, and win the game of inches. And I think that special teams is going to be critically important. I think you're also going to have to go back to being okay with some field goals. Michigan's red zone offense, as we've talked about, Brant, it's gotten a lot better over the last four games. You're going to have to be we're here. It's It's why why we're here. It is. It is. But in a game like this, you're going to have to be very comfortable with getting down there with Jake Moody, giving you three points. And I'm very like our kicking situation versus theirs. And I can't say I'm completely up to speed on Georgia's kick. Like I have full confidence in Jake Moody. I'll tell you that. And, and I'm, incredibly prepared to kick some field goals in this game and be okay with that. You get three points, you go back and let your defense, you know, get you off the field, but it's going to be a game of field position. And it's going to be a game of, of a few yards in in my opinion. So um, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that or or any other uh, key points that you wanted to make Brent. That was my last take was just play a clean special teams game. No turnovers, um, we have had a couple fumble hands on the punts. Let's just make sure we secure those. Um, and then really just Jake Moody being accurate. We haven't seen him much lately, which is a good thing, like you said. But, um, you know, he carried us through Nebraska. He's the reason we won that game. Him and Brad Hawkins strip. Like, he, he has performed in clutch moments. And so we know he has that clutch gene. 
Um, and then like you talked about Brad Robbins, Georgia has two block punts on the year. That's going to be in, so important that we protect for him and let him get good, clean punts off. Completely agree. So a couple of other takes that I have on just some keys to Michigan winning in this game. Okay. Brant, you saw what happened with Georgia and Alabama. How did, how did Alabama beat Georgia? Uh, they threw all over them. Uh, they had explosive plays, um, and, and they turned over Stetson Bennett. I mean, okay. they made him a, they made him a passer and they pick six them. Okay. On the offensive side of the ball, though, they had explosive plays. Brant, who leads the country right now and plays over 50-plus yards? University of Michigan. Michigan leads. Michigan leads. And I know – like, I've, heard, I've listened to enough Georgia football podcasts to know that they feel like these gimmicky – I'm doing my air quotes right now – these gimmicky sort of trick plays, if you will, referring to, like, the Donovan Edwards pass against Iowa. Um, will they work? I'll tell you what, I think that if Michigan has two plays or more of 50-plus yards, they win this game. Um, And the other take I had, and I haven't changed this since last week's podcast, the first team to 20 points wins the game. But I'm telling you right now that Georgia can be exposed on these big plays. And so call it trickery, call it gimmicky, call it whatever you want. This and I have faith in Josh Gaddis to have some plays and some tricks of his sleeve right now to bust this thing wide open. And it doesn't need to be, you know, tossing it back to a running back or a wide receiver to make some crazy pass. Like Michigan has some play designs where they can bust this thing wide open. And I know, and I've heard enough that we don't have we don't have Jameson Williams, right? We don't have John Mechie. We don't. But you know what? We've got some we got some really good ball players that are that are playmakers. And we got a lot of them, Brant. We got a lot, we have six or seven of them on this offense ready to go. So I think that you give give me two big play. It doesn't need to necessarily be 50 yards, but okay, 40 yards or more. You're gonna you're gonna start to put this Georgia defense on their on their heels, and that's what you need to do. Dave, how good is Georgia's secondary? Well, you, you would have – so all year, right, leading up to Alabama, this defense as a cohesive unit gave up less than seven points a game. That's insane. Then they played a, an actual team. And I'm not – I mean, I realize they played some teams. Then they played a team like Alabama who just steamrolled them, and it was by exposing their secondary. An Alabama underdog at that. Like, you got a mad-as-hell Alabama. So, I think Alabama played a little above what we expected from them. And I really believe that Georgia's secondary got exposed in ways that they hadn't seen before. And, Dave, I, you know what? I'm going to say that. Go ahead. Go ahead and finish with your keys. Well, no. What I Okay. My, my, so, my response to that is – you, you know what Georgia football is saying about Michigan. Cade McNamara is not Bryce Young. Yeah, right. And, and Don't be scared of Cade McNamara. He, yeah, right. He's not Bryce Young. We know that. We're not, you're not shocking the world here. Um, we know he's not Bryce Young. But uh, he's also not a statue, Dave. He's also not going to just sit back there and just get hit all game long. And 
uh, there's also that other guy, number nine, that will come in and do some damage to you too. So let's not forget if Kate is making mistakes, Harbaugh's not afraid to play McCarthy, man. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna lead me into my final three points here, okay? Because you're you're naming some of them. So first of all, Brant, Michigan does not need to run for 150 yards. It would be great. It, it would be awesome if they could. I think if they go north 150 yards rushing, this game may be ours. But they don't need to run for 150 to win this game. But you got to be able to run the ball effectively, and you got to be able to get me to third and three, to third and two. And, and the reason I say that is that's what Hassan Haskins does. That's what this running offense does is they get you to that point. They get you in that position to do so. And I think that by get, if you can get me to third and three, you that's when play action opens up on third down. That's when your runs outside open up. That's when you're like the whole offense opens up at that point. But if you can't get me there, if we're stuck at third and six, third and seven, like that's a problem. Our offense becomes very predictable. And, and I don't care about Georgia secondary. It's going to be tough to expose that defense when we're in positions like that. So you don't need to run for 150 yards but you got to run effectively and you can't quit on the run early because you know, Brant, that this Georgia defense is going to come strong and they're going to, they're going to shut it down, to be honest with you. Like they're not going to completely shut you down, but they are going to, that's like, they, they cannot wait for this matchup. They cannot wait because all the film they have on Michigan says they want to run the football. They want to develop the run between the, between the tackles with Hassan Haskins and they're completely prepared for that. So don't give up on the run. Get me to third and three. Open up this offense. And I have full confidence that Cade McNamara can make those throws when, when we need him to. He's shown me all year that he can do that. The other thing, disguise some packages for me. Give me two running backs out there. Give me Donovan Edwards out there with Hassan Haskins. Give me Blake Corum out there with Hassan Haskins. Confuse that defense. Are they going to run it up the gut? Are they going to bust it outside? Are they going to toss a little screen pass? Are they going to run a wheel route out there? Like you've got to run some different packages that that we have not seen all year that Georgia's going to be a little confused by. And I think that we've got the talent and the athleticism to put them on their heels. And the last thing, Brant, before I hear your, your final comments on this is, the X factor for me, and this is my, my final question to you, if you will, but I'm going to give you my X factor, and you, you kind of alluded to it. It's J.J. McCarthy, and I'll tell you what. Where this Georgia defense struggles, and you saw it against Bryce Young, you've seen it throughout, throughout the season, which they have not struggled much. A quarterback that can run, that can be a dual threat, and the thing about J.J. McCarthy is he can run, but he can certainly throw the football. And he is, in my opinion, the anecdote to this Georgia defense. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be your guy all game long, but give that kid 15 snaps or more, and I think you're going to put this defense a little bit on edge. Now, they're preparing for him. They've had a few weeks to prepare for him. But I genuinely think that J.J. McCarthy is going to be your X factor, even if 
And I'm not, I'm not saying you need him to throw seven of nine or whatever. Even if he's your one or two big play guy, J.J. McCarthy, coupled with Donovan Edwards, your true freshman, the future of Michigan football, are going to be some key X factors for you in this game. Brant, who's your X factor or X factors? I think X factors, Dave, for me, are Hutchinson and Ajabo on the edge. And it's so obvious to say, but that's okay. I think it really is. It's whether or not Stetson Bennett can handle that pressure from those two ends because Georgia's offensive line doesn't blow me away, Dave. Yeah, there's a couple of tackles that will probably make the NFL. Um, But guess what? Those guys have been seeing that all year long, and those guys are coming. And now they're well-rested. Hutchinson talked about how tired he was after the Ohio State game because he goes a thousand, he goes a thousand percent every single play, and he does that for three downs every series, like he just does. And so, I think if if Bennett's going to step up and he's going to make plays with his legs, then I think that Georgia has a better chance than if he sits back there and he tries to throw a bunch. Um, so it's going to be incumbent upon our linebackers to make plays in the open field on the quarterback, or if he's going to dish little short passes to his running backs. And that's what I talk about is just keeping things in front of you. Don't miss tackles. And if you, and if you don't miss tackles, I think you're going to put them in punting situations. You'll put them in situations where it's, you know, uh, they're going to have to make big plays to beat you. So I, I really believe that the X factors to me are Hutch and Ajabo. Okay, fair enough. So, Brant, you have 30 to 60 seconds. I need you I need you to fire me up right now. I need I need to feel the passion that I felt from episode 20 to say Michigan football. I need you to answer this question, Brant, in the next 30 to 60 seconds. How and why do you win this football game? Go. Because it's simple, Dave, to me. You're chasing a dream. You're chasing a dream where none of you were alive, but everyone else was alive when we were national champions of 1997, and we had to split the damn thing. So this is your moment to be different, to be better than all of the other classes before you. It's about getting to that national championship moment. It's about taking care of a business against an SEC team that doesn't respect you, that doesn't think you belong on the field with them because they are the kings of the field, whatever you want to say that they are. But you are different. This team is different. They have championship DNA. They are the Big Ten champion, Dave. They are the difference between winning and losing right now, Dave is the leaders on this team. They are going to step up, and this team will beat Georgia, Dave. This team will win this game. I'll tell you what. Think back to last spring, and nobody, including myself and you, Brant, believed that these kids would be here right now in this moment of a college football playoff. Are you kidding me? I'll tell you what. You have better come into this game, and I know that these kids are, and that's a beautiful thing. Everybody thinks Michigan, oh, gosh, it's about time. You you finally beat Ohio State. Guess what? You knew you were going to beat Ohio State. 
You knew that this moment was what you were destined for all year long. To Brand's point, you don't belong here. Nobody thought that you belonged here in this game. You are stronger. You are tougher. You are more tested. You want it more than this Georgia football team. Michigan will win this game because they want it more, because they are better prepared, and because they are not looking forward to the college football playoff championship. They are looking at this game in this game only and looking at matchups, personnel versus personnel. And we match up very, very good against this Georgia team. And I've heard, well, you match up well, but you match up so well that in every analytical category, Georgia is better than you are. But guess what? Throw those analytics out. When it comes to Friday night on that football field in Miami, the dogs, the true dogs are going to come out. And it's going to be this Michigan football team led by Aiden Hutchinson, led by Cade McNamara, led by Hassan Haskins. And this entire unit that brand to your point, they are different. They are built different than they have been in years past. They have proven me wrong as a Michigan fan. Week in and week out, and I'm constantly filled with doubt. Yeah, but, yeah, but show me this, but show me that. Well, guess what? They did it all year long. They shut me up week in and week out, and they're here right now. They belong, and there ain't a person in this country that's going to question this team. Michigan, go and get it. Go blue. And, and I genuinely feel, man, this is it. This is, this is the moment. You want to be the best? Beat the best. Your path to an, a national championship is to beat Georgia and Alabama, most likely. The SEC, who takes a crap on the Big Ten, that thinks that we're a different brand of football, they give some respect to Ohio State year in and year out. But outside of that, yeah, but it's not the SEC. Yeah, but it's not the SEC. Shut up, Paul Feinbaum. Guess what? We're here. We are here. And I'm telling you, man, this is it. This is the moment. Cling on to it. I'm beyond excited. Love it, Dave. Love that passion from you. So can I get a score prediction from you? Ooh. Brant, what is the spread sitting at right now? I'm just curious before I, I I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a minute to, to bring that up for me, but I know it's kind of moved a little bit. It's come, but do you, do you know what it opened at? I thought it opened at eight and a half. Or, yeah, I thought it opened at, I thought it opened at seven and a half, but whatever. I mean, it's close enough. It's over. A, it opened at over a touchdown. Let's just put it that way. Got it. Got it. Um, so yeah. we'll see what it kind of and you know Michigan always makes like a late push. A lot of late money usually comes in on Michigan. We saw that with Ohio State. Um, so let's see here. We got seven and a half. Seven and a half points. You telling me Georgia's gonna win by more than a touchdown? Okay, I love that. 
my my prediction for this game is going to be oh, I'm on the spot right now. 27 21. Okay. Michigan. All right. I'm going to put you back on the spot. Cincinnati, 13 and a half point dogs. Give me your final over there. Final score? Yeah. Oh, I know they've got one of the top cornerbacks in the country. Um, don't care. I, 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 I think two of them. Two of them. Okay. I, I'm gonna give. I, I, I think this game is going to be. What? Tell me the spread on that one more time, Brant. Thirteen and a half. I think this game. I think Alabama is going. I know Alabama is going to win. It may be a little bit closer than people are, people are expecting. I'm gonna go forty. To twenty-one, Alabama. You think, you think Cincinnati scores twenty-one? That's not bad. We're gonna see what Ritter's made of. Okay, I will go uh, Michigan uh, thirty-five, uh, Georgia nineteen. What? <laughs> yeah, I've got I've got Michigan winning by two two and a half scores. I just, I just think that I just think that they're that much better. Um, and I've seen it all year from this team. And Dave, tell me what you already said it. What scares you about the Georgia offense? I mean, they have a couple of really good running backs. We've seen a couple of really good running backs all year, man. Uh, if they go hurry up, I'll tell you this. If Georgia goes hurry up and shocks the world, then that prediction probably goes out the window. But if they come with the same vanilla Kirby smart soft serve, then, then just give me Michigan by two to three scores. And then I will take on Cincinnati, Alabama. I'll say Alabama. I don't think it's going to be that high scoring, Dave. I'll take Alabama 28, Cincinnati maybe 13. I don't think they really move the ball that, that well on Alabama. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, we've got, a, we, we've got some exciting football ahead of us. I am not just saying this as a Michigan fan. Well, I am saying it as a Michigan fan. I believe in this team. Brant, I do. I, I I believe in this team. And you know what? We may come into episode 22 with a couple of a couple of different takes, right? Uh one of those takes could be Michigan just shocked the world and took down David took down Goliath. And they're entering the national championship. Do you really think it's David versus Goliath, though? That I don't, but the nation okay. does. The I nation say, does. I wouldn't say seven and a half is David versus Goliath, but I will. I will say that obviously they're underdogs. But we watched this with Ohio State. We watched a seven and a half point line. We watched them be plus two sixty, and they beat them down. Now Georgia is more physical. But Georgia is much more limited offensively. So we're just going to do it in reverse. Okay. So I really think so, Dave. So, but uh, I mean, yeah. one, one last take from you. Do you like that the college football playoff fell on New Year's Eve? Is that a thing for you? Do you like that? I mean, I love it. <laughs> I, lo I love it, man. I mean, how exciting is this right now? Do you Okay. Say you're a college kid. Say you're a University of Michigan student. Do you love it still? 
Well, I mean, you're not on campus, most likely. Oh, yeah, true. Okay. I, fair, fair enough point. So you yeah. have nothing better to do, probably. But yeah. as, as maybe a, a young graduate from 22 to 30, maybe you don't love it as much. Um, but I do know a friend that's going to be on a party bus while the game's kicking off. That's a terrible move. A party bus. Where's Newton going to be? <laughs> you called him right out. Is, <laughs> you called him right out. He's going from Lansing to Grand Rapids. And the bus leaves at like, I don't know. He said like 8 o'clock or something. I'm like, that is awful. What are you doing? Oh, yeah. What are you doing, man? Yeah, no Call way. yourself a fan. Right. Get out of here. <laughs> Watching it on your little three by four phone. Right. Stop it. Right, right. Yeah, that's that's tough. I, I personally I, I guess what we'll leave it with this, Brant. Where are you gonna be watching this this game? Well, I'm gonna be hunkered down on the homestead, man. Don't text, don't call, don't do anything, don't even snap me, Dave. I don't want to hear anything from anybody to possibly screw up my internet connection, man. First of all, don't text me because <laughs> Brand, Whoa, when's, the, when's the last time I texted you during a, a Michigan football game? It was Michigan State. It was a disaster. I mean, I, I'll that was after with, the game. Yeah, I'll hit you with one. Well, heck of a season, man. Yeah, no, send me I some. won't be sending that. This, yeah. I, won't, I won't be sending that. I will be upset just like you. And uh, I will say, though, thank you, uh, college football season, just all together. What an awesome season. Uh, obviously to be a part of the college football playoff as a Michigan fan is amazing, but they got through the COVID for the most part. Uh, and w- hell of a year, man. Surprises out in the pac 12 surprises down in the sec, uh, surprises in the big 10. So man, what an awesome year. I'll tell you what's been awesome about it, man. Michigan is in the college football playoff with a chance to play for a national championship. It's awesome, and it has been a great year just because, you know, you watch all these recruiting rankings come out, and you're just like, okay, like, you already know Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, like, the list goes on. Uh, Georgia, they get all the guys, and and Michigan does it right. Like, I'm not saying Michigan doesn't get that, but it's just like, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, but this season was different. And we said it, honestly, like a long, like months ago, or like, there's not, now, Brian, you didn't give Alabama the same respect. You were like, this is not the same Alabama team. And I understand. I maybe, saw them play, Dave. I'm sorry. Maybe, I saw them play. Yeah. I, I watched them play. I So to say that I didn't give them the respect, yeah. Saban was mad as hell in that SEC championship game, and it showed. So, yeah. But but I think that you're seeing come to fruition just some other teams start to poke their heads through, which is exciting. Um, this has been this has been outstanding, and and I think win or lose, you know, win I'm going to be on cloud nine, lose and I'm going to be like wow, reflecting. I'll be set. Trust me, I'll be slightly depressed because now your expectations change. I'm not going to lie, like I will be. But also at the same time, like like we've said before, I don't want to forget this season, man. It's so hard, dude. Like you think about it, how hard is it? Even when you have a good team, like not a good team, an elite team, 
to make it to the college football playoff with the four team format. It's hard. Dave. And let me tell you what, you know how Gretchen Whitmer ran on the campaign of fix the damn roads. I'm starting fix the damn playoffs. Okay. Put this guy in the committee. <laughs> fix the damn playoff. I'm sick of these star players sitting out, man. Let's get them back in the game. Let's get Pickett v. Walker. That would be such a great Peach Bowl game, I think, if if you were to play. Both of those players were to play, and it was for a playoff spot. Um, or just continue on. And they'd have played two weeks ago. Right. So let's let's get this thing fixed up so we're not making these teams the top four. Yeah, it's glorious when your team makes it. But right. Dave, we'll get another 20 years without seeing another playoff bid. So Likely. Yeah. Rem- <laughs> remember that, Michigan fan, by the way. Soak up this moment because right. it could be another 20-plus years before you're back here unless they fix something in this, in this system, which ho- hopefully they should because, yeah, nice when your team makes it, but also, like – no, nah, I'm good on the monopoly of the teams I just named. Like, no, we, we need more teams involved in this. The bowl games are more meaningless and meaningless. So Terrible. hopefully, you've, yeah, you've got some changes coming. So, Brant, episode 21 in the books. A couple tech issues, but we made it. Go blue. Let's go blue, man. Let's get this dub. Go and get it for Grandma Sally. Love you, Grandma. <laughs>